Hello and welcome to another episode of Game Train's Next Gen Special Week. I'm Callan Davison and joining me is Carl the Lyrical Smith. Hello, Carl. Hello. Nice to be here. That's right, folks. This week, over the next week and a bit or whatever, however long we do these for, we're going to be talking about all the next gen stuff which is turning into current gen funnily enough but it's still next gen as we call it here and tonight's big conversation piece is about a massive game probably one of the biggest releases during the next gen window here which is mm -hmm. assassin's creed valhalla so this is the latest entry uh in the assassin's creed franchise uh developed and published by ubisoft um this time you play as the viking ivor um, who has left their home of Norway to head across and settle in England, in old England town, Carl. Mm, just right down there, I see. I see, I see. Well done. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, so this one was made by <laughs> the, the same studio that did the um, Assassin's Creed Origins from a few years back. So they split their Assassin's Creed teams into two, and they're sort of like alternating games. So we had... Origins, then we had Odyssey, and now this one is made by the same team that did Origins. Yes, and I'm so glad it doesn't start with O and has three syllables. Well, they could have called it Assassin's Creed Odin. I know, but it would need three syllables to be super annoying because the, the amount of times I mixed up Origins and Odyssey is more times than I've mixed up Series X and 1X and Series S and 1S. <laughs> That's yeah. a lie. Yeah. That's, that's right. But yeah, so yeah, this is the latest entry in the franchise. So we haven't had an Assassin's Creed game in two years now because it was um, 2018 when we had Odyssey release. So this is um, the newest one. The well, it was. The last one on current gen and the first one on new gen. Lo much like Black Flag was, this one is a cross-gen title. Yep. And yeah, so um, kick us off, Carl. Well, you know, it's. I was really excited, firstly, that it was the team that made the um, the Origins Assassin's Creed. I loved Odyssey, and I had so much fun with it. The exploration was beautiful, but the actual uh, feelings and mechanics of, like, the fighting and the combat and all that, just the feel of the Origins game, I really loved. It was just a little bit more solid. Um, the movements were a bit more deliberate, mm -hmm. and it felt a bit closer to, say, like, uh, Witcher 3, or like you were saying, like, a, a Soul's Light. Yes. You know, and you can tell they're really going for that. But everything just, it's still, you know, every enemy is not a, like a full challenge that's going to kill you. But you can't just walk into a, a group of, you know, 50 people and just wipe them out straight away early game. You still got to kind of think about your moves and you get pushed back and there's a little bit of staggering. There's some level of thought to it instead of just mashing the X button and you get through it, which I really like because yes. it'd be such a waste um, to waste all those really cool abilities that you get. And this yeah. kind of... These, this team made me use my abilities a lot more than the Odyssey team did. Okay, yeah. Well, you're talking about the combat and stuff, how it is like a Dark Souls light, where you have a dodge yeah. button, you have a heavy attack, you have a light attack, which we also had in Odyssey as well as Origins, etc. But the big change yeah. this time, or the big addition, is Stamina Bar. We've got a Stamina Bar now, which is very Souls-like yes. again. Again, like in the Souls-like games, every time you use a heavy attack, your Stamina goes down. Every time you block or dodge your stamina goes down etc so there is stamina management in the combat which adds another little twist into the combat now so you legit yeah. you can't just mash heavy attack or which is weird for me yeah. i'm i don't i'm not used to this i'm i keep mashing whatever i want i'm like what why can't i dodge you know i just keep mashing dodge to just 
And you just can't. You got to be careful. You got to think about your fights. And yeah. I've just run into a lot of trouble just running in like, I got this. Yeah, yeah. No, I don't. I don't have my training like you do. <laughs> That's true. And um, I know you changed the controls. I set mine up, just tweaked mine a little. I changed the dodge button to to be on the Xbox controller rather than X because I used B to dodge in Souls-like games. So it's already that muscle memory is sort of there for that sort of thing, which is really nice. I left everything else yeah. that is, but you did a big change up before your controls. Yes, yes, I did a big change up and I even took photos and screenshots to remember it because um, unfortunately for me, each time they've done these last three Assassin's Creeds, they've been trying to push it more to that Dark Souls feeling uh, mm. where attack is the trigger buttons and then your climbing is on the face buttons instead. Like classically, um, Assassin's Creed has always been hold the trigger and just run. And you'll just parkour and climb buildings and jump over and under things. And it's always been what it's kind And to me, it's felt like it's, uh, I've gotten used to over the years of thinking of Assassin's Creed like a racing game. So I pull the trigger like, you know, like your accelerator and just go. And he does it. Mm -hmm. So when they change that and suddenly that's like, it's just weird for me. So in the last two, they've had different defaults that can go back to what was like a classic mode or uh, alternate default. Yep. Whereas this one, there is no default at all. There's just that one way because they're really trying to push that. However, they allow you to change every single button and remap it yourself. But as soon as you remap one button, you see little exclamation marks across the whole list saying, this is going to interfere with this, which interferes with this, which interferes with this. So then you go and change those and it's like, okay, that's changed, but now you can't do this at the same time as this. And the tricky thing is you don't know what half of those moves are yet. Mm -hmm. I don't have the smoke bomb. I don't know what that is. But they said smoke bombs this button as well as your something. I forget what it is, but I've got a button that's the same as smoke bomb. So when I get it, every time I try and use a smoke bomb, I'll use I'll do like, I don't know, I'll dodge or I'll attack or something. So once those things are happening, I've been changing the controls as I go. And every time I do something weird and stupid, I go into the menu and go, right, how can I fix this? Something as simple as bringing up the sail in my boat mm -hmm. was the same button as um, like default action. So when I, I pulled up to a, a port and I had to get out and raid and the little A button was there and I was like, just press A to pull up. And I was pressing A, but he kept bringing up the sail and bringing it back down and bring up the sail. I'm like, just get out of the boat. So things like that, uh, it's, which, which is you know funny for stream, but it's quite annoying for just having a way to switch to that classic controls that you're used to. Yeah, uh, I think it's their polite way of just saying like, just shut up and learn it like we've designed it, yeah. which I should have. Yeah, but I'm very stubborn, and now I've nailed it. I think. No, nice. I'm really enjoying it. Well done. But yeah, that's one aspect that was a bit different. Um, so yeah, in in um, Origins and Odyssey, they had levels, right? So you get you, you do quests, um, kill guys, etc. You got levels, and then you get skill points, and they get a little skill tree. And then you can go, right, I want dual assassination. You can aim for that straight away in your skill tree and put your skills in. This time, things are a bit different. Levels are gone. Yes. Instead, replaced with a thing called power, which is inferior level. Power is inferior level, right? Um, which is just, as you as you level up, you get extra power, etc. And as you put points into skills on that, your power level goes up. Um, for, yeah. for example, once you get out of starting area, you're about at level, what, power level 10 to 15? Um, 28. 28 well done you um and then yeah you know you go on from there and up and up so i'm sitting on a power level 150 something at the moment you yeah 28 still 
Oh, I'm thirty something. 30 yeah, something. remember I've done I've done two missions in England, so yeah. I've had a lot of time. Nice, you see. Um, but yeah, it looks like the um, power levels goes right up over three hundred. Looking at some of the zones on the map, etc., it tells you what sort of zone there. Yeah, it's like beware, this is two eighty, and you're like, yeah. whoa, what? Yeah, yeah. I think yeah, the largest is definitely over three hundred. But yeah, so they've got this new power level system. But then also, rather than having that traditional skill tree. They've gone with a sphere grid model in that very much like Final Fantasy X, and we always go back to yes. this one. Um, oh, I love X. They nailed it. That's <laughs> I, why. They did. Um, you start off in the middle of this whole grid of spheres, and you can't really see much around you. They're like constellations, and you start putting points in, yes. depending on what way you want to go, if you want to be more stealthy, more heavy, attacking, more um, archer-like, etc., for ranged combat. And then it expands and expands and expands as you go. So you can't actually see what skills you're actually working towards until you discover them on this grid, which makes it in terms yeah. of going for a particular skill like chain assassination, um, hard to do until you find that constellation on there. So you can't gun it for that. So you're doing a lot of experimenting too with your builds as you go, which I'm finding really nice because I always find myself yeah. gunning for a particular ability and I don't yeah. really look at everything around it. Yeah, you don't learn like so, and it's, it's true. And what I like about it is it's not just like blind chance. It's very beautifully designed in a way that it's like, right, if you want the double assassinate, you're gonna assume it's towards the way that's the stealth stuff. Yeah. Because there's like brute fighting and then there's like range attacks and then stealth. So you're like, maybe it's this way, but there's still like three or four directions in stealth. So you still like, you're in the ballpark, you just head a different way and you're like, I haven't found it for a while, I'm gonna try this other way. And when you get like three or four, so between every ability, there's um, like little things that are like a few more points to your attack or a few more points mm -hmm. to your stealth damage, little things that you can spend and you unlock, you know, two skill points at a time, four skill points, and you're just slowly working your way towards it. And um, they reveal the next ability when you're maybe two or three, sometimes four points away from it. Yeah. So you don't have to go all the way and waste your points. You can see it and go, I'm not that interested in that. I'm going to head around this way again. Mm -hmm. So it is a guessing game, but like fair, I think, and adventurous. Yeah. And I, like, I was just saying because of, to what you said, it makes you sort of go like, all right, so I, I think it's this way. And now I've gained three new abilities that I never would have, but I'm going to try them out and use them anyway. Yes, exactly. what they're like. And then on top of that skill tree that we're talking about, there is also ability books, which is for your really powerful abilities, which are connected to the triggers and face buttons as well. Yeah, so, like attack ones. Yeah, and, you and again, you don't know what's going to be in the book until you pick it up. So there's these books scattered all across the world, and it's like, all right, oh, cool, here's one here. Pick it up. Oh, cool, it's a charge attack, or it's an axe-throwing attack, etc., Again, you start yeah. experimenting because you can't gun for the abilities that you're chasing. Yeah, 100%. You use what you have. Love the one you're with. Yes. Thing. And then you're just like, and sometimes you're like, ah, this sucks. And you use it a bit and you're like, ah, actually, that's kind of cool. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So there's, there's your traditional abilities that we've seen in Assassin's Creed, um, like, as I said, um, like charge attack, etc. But they've added new things. There's some really cool ones. Um, like, well, yeah, you can poison your weapon, you can set your weapon on fire and all that again, like in your other Assassin's Creed, but then you can do other things. You can feign death for one of them, which is a yeah, really cool Yeah, I saw you get that one. That's yeah. really cool. Yes. Very clever, very, like, creative. Yeah, yeah. So, again, it's very cool that you just drop dead on the ground and fake death and guards yeah. walk past you and stuff. So that's pretty and cool. I do like, 
a bit more of the the traditional. I got that the, the harpoon, the scorpion harpoon. Oh, the scorpion harpoon, where you throw it at an enemy, it wedges in them, and then you can pull the enemy and throws them into another enemy and damage that enemy too. So it's really handy yep. for crowd control. Or if you choose to, you can pull them towards yourself. Yeah. Or into like a wall or something. It's yeah. very fun. It's very unrealistic, but silly fun. Oh, it's great. It's fantastic. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, you know, combat is, is as we went through before, but of course you've got the Assassin's Blade back. You can stealth kill enemies as well. And a lot of people complained about in um, Origins and Odyssey that you couldn't one hit every enemy in the game. With your assassin's blade, like assassinate everyone, um, you take yeah. off a bit of health off a big guy. Well, they've added a new thing in this one. You unlock a skill where it turns into almost like a, um, a um, oh, QTE, like a, a quick time yeah, event, yeah, yeah. Quick where, time where, event. where you got to yes. hit the button at the right time to do the extra damage, and then you can drop your big brutes in a one-hit assassination, yes. yep. which is fantastic. It adds a bit of skill to it that you can't just running around one-hitting everyone. It, yeah. It's fantastic with that. You got to make sure you. What I love about that is like it's kind of got that element of the old Assassin's Creed games where you have to plan your assassination and you can't just creep out a bush and follow someone turning a corner mm -hmm. because you kind of have to concentrate. You got to make sure you got to watch his movements, make sure he's stopped for a bit, and somewhere you can finally approach him to make a calculated kill mm -hmm. because you need to do that timing thing. And this, the QTE event is like this. There's like a ring around you and then like a symbol that's slowly coming closer. And as it gets there, you just have to press attack within that. And it's it's fair, but you still got to concentrate a little bit, not just like willy-nilly. Yeah. Um, and also, um, to that thing that you were saying about the one-hit kills, there is an option as well. Did you see that one? Yes, Tyler? I did. I did not turn it on, no. No, no, no. It's, it's more like a... I believe it's more like an accessibility option for like... For people who want to say choose the mode that is uh, what they call story mode where... It's very little challenge in the combat. Someone just wants, is really interested in the story and exploring the big open world, which a player like me can totally understand. So mm -hmm. say someone who doesn't play video games a lot, but loves Norse mythology yep. or just wants to experience something like that or have fun, you know, or, or a partner or someone else, you know, their partner got the Xbox and went, this looks fun, but I don't really play games. Mm -hmm. So there's that easy mode, but then in the assassination, there's, there's like three different like medium easy medium hard modes it's like how mm. hard do you want the combat how hard do you want this how yeah and then there's one for assassination that says mm -hmm. you choose this if you want to be able to one hit every enemy but there's a warning thing that says please know that this is not how the game was designed or intended yeah so it won't feel like the way we wanted it to but if you want it mm -hmm. there it is um so let's talk a little bit about customization in the characters so you play as avor yes. as we mentioned who is a a Norse Viking. Um, you can choose whether you're a male or female Eivor in this one, much yes. like um, you could choose Cassandra or Alexios in um, Odyssey. But, um, with two huge differences. With two huge differences, yes. But this time, they're actually just the same person, just either lady or man. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah. but now we get actual customization. So what you can actually do is customize their hair color, their, um, their hair style, and what tattoos they have on their bodies as well, because Vikings had very prominent tattoos, etc. So that's really fun yeah. as well. Setting so your character and how beards. you like, and beards, of course. So I've gone for or the, no beard, which or, is weird. Or no beard on the man Viking, correct? Yes. Yeah. Um, which is you yeah. should try that. No. Um, <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, so I, I've gone with the redheaded Viking style. Um, Carl's gone. I don't know what style you've gone. I've gone dark brown. I think at the moment. Oh yes. I change a lot. I get my hair did on Saturdays, so I just go down and get it done whenever. Yeah. 
Nice. Nice. So, um, yeah, um, so that leads us into that customization. Next customization is the settlement. So a big thing that Ubisoft promoted mm-hmm. leading up to the game is when you land in England, you, um, you, you settle in England and start this settlement off, which starts off as like a long house and um, a couple of huts pretty much. And um, as you go out and raid other settlements, so you can choose to raid where you do a big sort of battle um, and, and take all their like gold and stuff, um, supplies, you can then start upgrading your, your settlement with new buildings. So you start adding a stables, a barracks, a brewery, and uh, a, yeah. cat- a cartographer's place. And all, this, all these different buildings you start adding in, they all do different little things. Like the stable, you can upgrade your horse. Um, you know, um, barracks, you can hire like um, a, a friend guard that hangs out with you and fights with you or... You can build a yeah, shipyard, cool. a shipyard to upgrade, like um, the set, like um, change the look of your boat, so you can customize the look of your boat. So you get all these choices on how and what order you want to make your settlement bigger, and it's a key part of the game. And it slowly levels up, like your total um, settlement levels up through six levels. So mine's sitting on level four at the moment. Um, nice. Are you one or two? Uh, I'm the next one. Two. So I guess two. Yeah. I did three things. Yeah. I, yeah. I got the assassins straight away. Yeah. Uh, and stables. Yeah. And I forgot what uh, what else. There was one more I had to get. Mm-hmm. I, I went straight for the map and they're like, nah, dog. Yeah. Because you know how the bird sees it? And I was yeah. running around the tree. They just like, give me the map. Yeah. What is going on? Yeah. But no. So I was forced to try something else. And I don't remember what it was. Fair enough. But the Assassin's one was very interesting. It was, but we're not going to go into that because we want to stay away from spoilers. We do. I do want to say that uh, this feels creatively and uh, nostalgically a lot more like an Assassin's Creed game for the fans of the new and the old ones, which I think is very important to say. Like, I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, So let's talk a bit about the world. Um, So... Oh, sorry. Before you move on, just before you move on, while we're talking about the... uh, um, male and female. The two differences I wanted to say is that you can switch any time in the game. It was very important in Odyssey to make the right choice at the start because that was your character forever. Cassandra. And if, yep, Cassandra is the correct choice. Uh, yes. If you're playing as Alexios, I don't care how many hours you're in, stop it, delete your save, <laughs> and play the game better, much better. It's Cassandra, it's Femshep, all the way. Wow. Uh, but yeah, so in this, if you happen to not like the voice acting or the way it's animated or you're just not feeling it or you want to try what a beard looks like or you want to see how badass a girl looks like with a huge bear hoodie or something, you can just go and change it at any time between sexes. And the yeah. second thing that's weird is you can just let them choose. Yes. Which we don't fully understand yet. Yes. Do you? Do you understand yet? No. Are you just not telling me because of spoilers or do you not understand I'm not yet? saying a word. Cool. I, I actually, I still, right. I, I still don't know. So you can let the game, well, des- you can let the game decide for you. Um, but we don't really well, it, understand that yet. It's the very starting, so it's not a, it's not yeah. a spoiler. It's literally the menu screen. But it's, yeah. it's, it's called letting the animus decide. So it says, yeah. do you want to be male, female, or do you want to let the animus decide? Yeah. And we did that first. We both went with that. And uh, we bo- did. You started as the girl when you clicked that. Yeah, I started as Shivo. Yeah. So did I. So. Yeah. I wasn't sure whether it, it's something to do with in the game or whether they just, it's for people who are indecisive and when I don't care, just pick the middle one, pick yeah. someone for me. Yeah, yeah. 
but yeah, no, I'm yeah, playing. Oh, anyway, you can. I'm playing, playing as Hevor now, which is what we've nicknamed the male version of Evil. Yes. <laughs> so we've got Shivor and Hevor, <laughs> which is great stuff. But yeah, so let's talk about the world. So you start off. Um, yeah, well, let's talk about the world of Odyssey first, right? So Odyssey was a beautiful, massive, massive world in the Greek islands, right? Mm. But it was a bit too big. It got a bit. It, it got a bit too big. As you're nearing the end of the game, you're like, wow, this is just stupidly big. It was fun at first going, oh my gosh, there's so much to explore out there. But then uh, after 80 hours, you're like, oh, come on. There still can't be another 10 islands here that I haven't (laughs) even set foot on yet. You know, well, this one, this one is set between Norway and England back in the Viking age, right? Um, Around the time when the Vikings started settling in England, et cetera, as we went through before. And... Um, it, the world feels a lot smaller in terms of like map size and stuff. Just looking at it and going, right, it does feel smaller. It doesn't have that huge ocean mass that Odyssey had all between the islands and that. But I think it's a good mm. thing because yeah, there, was, definitely. there was a big thing of Odyssey about the bloat of the game where there was just shit everywhere. Every place you went to, there was more treasure and things that did bugger all at the end of the day. Um, yeah. It got very tiresome. Well, this time, it feels like it's more of a condensed map. And Ubisoft has designed, it feels like, just about every little treasure around the map as a miniature little puzzle. Yes, it is. And it's all so fun. I always think, oh, there's a little dot here. I'm just going to go grab this thing. And I'm like, wait, how do I get that? How come it's here? And then you figure it out. And you're like, ah, yes. And those moments are just yeah. throughout. Hey. Yeah. So, so some are simple. Like you got to go like find a well nearby and jump down the well and go through a tunnel and come up the other side. Other ones, you got to shoot your arrow through a window of a house, hit the lock off a door. Hello, Far Cry. Um, <laughs> you know, um, that sort of thing. Um, but yeah, and they, yeah. they get it, some get a bit more complex of moving things around. But each sort of little treasure on the map adds something. And you get a little... Um, counter down the bottom of the screen of each region in the game of what treasures are in that region. So you, it's like a little checklist down the bottom. And yep, yeah, which it, I just love that. Which is fantastic sort of stuff. While Odyssey, each region had, yeah, stuff, but it was just freaking everywhere. It was all over the place. Um, and it was way too much. This feels like it's more condensed and that each thing has been placed rather than someone just going, yay, treasures. They've gone, right, we're going to make a treasure here, but you've got to go up over this hill. You've got to find the mine. You've got to go down through the mine. You've got to break open the thing to get out the yeah. other side and find and that I treasure. The, have you seen the, um, they leave, if you're not smart enough or you're just not clicking or something, they sometimes even leave little notes mm-hmm. and they're like stories. But they like one note I read was like, aha, they will never find the treasure that I left. If they want to get it, they will have to walk through fire. And I'm like, ooh, fire. Okay, it's something to do with fire because it's like locked in a house and there's no windows yeah. and there's no way in. But right at the top in a bit, you can't get through. There's a little hay bale. And then somewhere else in the back corner of the house, there's a small fireplace. So you've got to take your bow and arrow. You've got to walk up to that fireplace, light the arrow on fire, walk around the whole house, shoot the hay bale, and then wait for it to burn down the wall on the inside of the house. And then you can get it. And it's just one little bit of copper or something, but it's like... It feels so accomplished. Like when you yeah. do it, you're like, yeah, yeah, I nailed that. Thank you. Yeah, it's re- it's really nice. And like, I, like that. I think it's good that they've done the regions of Norway and England because it gives you that vast contrast of snowy, huge hills and mountains of Norway compared to London, which London's not really a mountainous 
or London, England is not really a mountainous place. Mm. It, it, it's your it's your rolling green hills, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's kind of cool. They give you that nice contrast, so you can go between the two um, if you're exploring that. So you have that difference of feel of environment, etc. As well, because yes. a good thing about Odyssey was because it was in the Greek islands, they could go nuts in terms of like biomes around on the different islands, etc. Yeah. Um, so this time they've done the smart move and gone right. We're going to do Norway and England. So then we get that. Um, difference yeah. in terms of just how the land is and how the land looks and feels, et cetera, et cetera, which is fantastic. I want to say about the uh, about the environments. When you were talking about Odyssey, and it's, I feel like they've taken a lot out of this. You had this huge world, mm -hmm. and it was awesome fun. And I spent hours and hours, hundreds of hours in it. Yeah. But I feel like towards the end there, I had the most fun when they did the DLC, and mm -hmm. you could jump into that map and switch between the three regions, and they weren't overwhelming they were all beautiful and like you said refreshing to jump between and go like oh, i've got a few missions left here mm -hmm. i can go back to this one and you had those three giant play areas but they were kind of like levels regions or sections and this feels like it's taken it straight from that dlc model instead of that giant you know giant yeah. playground of just empty air oh look um, i'm not gonna lie there's still massive areas in this game it's not a small oh, map huge. at all and there's more to come Yes, and there's and there's more to come. So like um, as there's DLC coming off Ireland and Paris, so yes, uh, that's pretty exciting stuff too. I can't wait to see that stuff. Yeah, it yeah. makes me. Normally, I'm against knowing about DLC on the day of launch. Yes, you know, I'm just like, come on, let us play this and then tell us about DLC later. But knowing about this DLC gets me excited to explore everything I have now. Yes, and knowing in my head that it's like. Like, I won't think, oh, man, I'm just kind of going to have this snow area and this grassy hills. And then once I've done all that, then that's kind of the end of that. But I kind of have, like, this thing to look forward to. So I know to spend more time in here knowing that I've got heaps to do later. Yeah, exactly. I, well, we knew Atlantis was coming when Odyssey released. So they said straight up. Yes. I guess we didn't know it would be an entire three regions that they were going to give us. No, I thought it was just Atlantis. Yeah. I got way more than I thought I would. Yes. Which is really cool. Yes. Um, so how have you found the voice acting this? Because I know we both ha had a big issue with Alexios' voice actor in Odyssey, um, but we yep. loved Cassandra. How have you found the two Eivors? Um, I, am, I do lean a lot more towards the male actor in this one, and he's... Uh, his voice acting. However, having said that, um, the female Eivor is actually, she has a really charming demeanor and I do like her a lot. So I think either way, they're both really entertaining. She's very, I find she's quite, um, there's something charming and cheeky about her when she's being humorous, like in, in moments of sarcasm or when they're doing like the flighting, yeah. which is like the freestyle rhyme mm -hmm. battles that they have in the game. There's something about female Eivor that I've really enjoyed. So I find myself when I'm about to go to a flighting mission, I switched back to her. Ah, nice, nice. Yeah, yeah. I've done yeah. that three times now because his is a bit <clears throat> awkward where she is very comfortable. She's like, I feel like she must have been like in my head. Like I, I think too far outside the box, I guess, because I've done a lot of recording myself. But I pictured the actor and I feel like she was a lot more maybe familiar with the people in the booth. And she's just like kind of very friendly sounding and relaxed. And she sounds angry when she's fine. But her serious acting is not as in character as I feel the male actors is. So I really like him for most of the story. And he really takes that that role very seriously. And his accent's cool. 
Yeah. So yeah, I, I felt. How about you? I felt male Avor or Evor as we'll call him. Uh, has more yeah. of a calm demeanor to his voice and the way he talks. I found Shivor has more of an aggressive feel to the way she... She is aggressive a lot, yeah. She talks. It's, it's, it's interesting, even though it's the same character you're playing, just the two different voice actors and how they portrayed the, act, uh, the character, just the way it comes across. Yeah, I would love to know how much has changed from the other actors. Like, um, you know how your brother... What's his name? Sigurd. 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 Yeah. Um... I, I never click and I never quite remember if, cause you, you say to him like, Sigurd, brother, but does he say it back to you? And if so, does he switch it to sister? Yes. When you're Shivo, like, I don't know. I don't, I don't uh, know if I've heard him say it. I um, think he does. See, I'm not sure. Cause I don't know if they've strategized it, that it's only ever coming from you, the actor. Uh. So that when like, maybe, maybe it's only ever female Ivor. Or, or the male one saying like, brother, and then she could be like, brother, you know, same. Mm-hmm. And the script can be the same, but no one ever says it to her. I'm not sure. I haven't really yeah. taken note if there's much of a change in that. Yeah. Um, and I felt it, I feel it's a bit weird being a female in this because I think back in those times, there was such like masculine. Look, I'm, uh, I'm going to disagree with you because there were shield maidens in the Vikings times. It does make yeah, sense. But they, had a, they had a different role. All I'm saying is that I... I, I accept the role, but I wish that they would mention it mm. or like acknowledge the fact that she's a powerful, like wonderful female in this role that she's like, this is really cool. Yeah. It feels a bit weird to me that they don't acknowledge anything about it. It's like, it's mm. cool. And it's, I don't know. There's something that takes me out of it there. I'm like, guys, are you not seeing this badass woman? And they're like, sup? Hey. Yeah. He's like, Rule the whole place and you killed everyone and like you're the boss of all of us giant men who are like three times but no one's saying anything about it. like guys, I'm pretty sure this is the most strongest woman in the whole world. You guys is like morning. Yeah. Like, you know, whereas him it's like he fits in a lot more and he's a bit more like uh, you know, he becomes powerful and all that kind of thing. But you can see him as an everyday other person who who is like working towards, you know, his power and getting respected, but Mm-hmm. You can see it as he'd walk past me like, oh, yep, just another Viking. What's up? Yeah. But she's like, I don't know. To me, she looks too powerful to be just another person at the start there. I'm like, she just looks too badass. Fair enough. Um, so let's talk about some of the gear in the game as well, right? So, yes. and how gear works in this. So this time it's really cool. Again, we talked about the bloat of Odyssey. A big thing in Odyssey, every time you go into a camp, kill everyone, you walk out of there and you've got another t- 10 pieces of armor, you've got another 10 weapons, you've got this, that, and the other, and you're like, the hell yeah. do I do with this? Most of it is break down, sell, whatever. This time I like yes. what they've done with the gear, and there's there's not a gear bloat. There's only a certain amount of gear pieces in the whole game that you find as you go along in treasure chests and stuff, or or completing a mission, being given things, right? Um, yeah. And this time, yeah, so you, you have a lot less bloat in terms of your inventory management, and then each piece of gear you can um, upgrade a certain amount of times using materials, and then you can enhance it at the blacksmith in town using other um, materials, which adds even more upgrade slots to it. And also these new items called runes, which you can then yes. slot into these weapons and things to give them extra enhancements like extra attack or and things like that. Yeah, a bit more health, a bit more stealth attack. Yeah, more and attack. I really like what they've done with that this time. And, and all the gear yep. is split into sets. So you can have uh, a full gear set and get a nice bonus, or you can mix and match. Yeah, and it's not 
the cool thing about the sets is it sets within um, family. So there's the bear, the raven, and the wolf. Mm-hmm. So you don't have to have like these exact five items like you did in The Witcher 3, and you had to search around the whole world to get the the armor that matches with those arms, that matches with those legs. Like this is like, oh, anything within the raven family. Yeah, correct. So any of the raven hats or helmets that match with the ra- any other raven boots, however many different kinds. If you have all five, that counts as having a whole set. Yeah, which I think is a really cool way to do it and make it a lot more accessible to get those bonuses, which feel, felt like just the most rarest and hardest thing to get in most games where you have to match all five. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Um, so let's talk about um, different things in the world. You can do, you mentioned flighting before, which is like the rap battles yes. and things like that, which is very cool, which is like a to and throw, giving insults at each other with rhyming and. And all that, which I'm sure you yeah. love. You sit there. I bet you I sit, love rhyme uh, and uh, syllable. I bet you sit there and in your head and you go, I bet I could write a better one than this. <laughs> yeah, Do you have you either. done that yet? Have you done that? Like just just muttered to yourself just an awesome line going, that would friggin' kill it. I would nail it right there. We yeah. I should do that on stream. I yeah. would embarrass myself though. I know yeah. I would. Yeah. I'd try and do it. Um, but like writer or singer or not, I mostly liked it because of the Monkey Island three throwback. Mm-hmm. They've, they've had it in Monkey Island since part one, Yeah, where they uh, call it insult sword fighting. And it's been a very well-known popular part of the Monkey Island franchise. But in part three in particular, they changed it so that the line had to rhyme. Ah. It was, it was awesome. And it was hilarious. Some of those, if you just like YouTube, you know, insult sword fighting Monkey Island three, there are yep. some brilliant funny lines in it. And I'm hoping I'm hoping for some references because there was a Monkey Island reference in like random games, like in The Witcher. Mm-hmm. There was a character in there that just like they called Guybrush Threepwood in a, in a weird, funny way. So I'm hoping for a line from there, something like "I am rubber, you are glue," mm. or uh, "That's funny, that's appropriate." You fight like a cow. Those yeah. are two famous lines, and I'm hoping to see them in this game somewhere. Um, sorry, I just want to go back to gear just quickly. I just remembered something. Yes, shields are made of return. Yes, of course. <laughs> we forgot to mention the shields because that was one of the things we were so excited leading into this That's game. A huge thing that, and another reason we liked the uh, Origins team. Yeah, you know, like, I, the, I still um, don't know why they took that out of Odyssey. They did not have shields, I, in there, even though you're a Spartan, and they came up with so much shield formation with their Spartan armies, etc. It was a huge part of that, and there was no shields in the game. It was the most bizarre yeah. thing, most bizarre yep. thing. So, yeah, we've got shields back. You can dual-wield um, axes or swords or shields if you want, just for something hilarious. It's actually really fun. Have you tried it for a while? Uh, no, I haven't. No. I, I, Please I, try but don't don't dual-wield it with the big heavy shield. Do two light ones. Okay. And it's actually it's really cool. Do it in a group, like if you're fighting a group of people. It's not very good one-on-one. Yeah. But as a group, he does very specific dual-wielding shields attacks. Okay, I might have to have a look. Yeah. I just, that's one thing I haven't done. I've played over it's 50 really cool, hours of the game. Bro, I did it for a laugh, and then I'm like, oh my god, um, this is vibe. Yeah, so yeah, we're stoked that that's back. And yeah, you can dual-wield axes, yes. which is cool, which is fantastic yes. stuff. I'm uh, rocking an axe and a hammer at the moment. What oh, nice. Doing? Oh, I've got an axe and a shield, or I switched to a nice two-hander. I've got this beautiful golden axe, I'm like, we've got the golden axe, and we've got this big golden two. Axe. Yeah, we've got this big two-handed golden axe, and it's been a lot oh, of fun geez. running around with that. 
Um, so let's, yeah, we'll go back to the activities of the world and we'll go through these real quick. So uh, we've got the fly thing. There's a dice game, which is fantastic. I love this dice game. Oh, how good is that um, dice game? We won't go through all the rules, but um, it's very addictive. It's very fun. And there's a lot of strategy behind it. And it's not very hard to pick up. As soon as they went dice, I went, oh, no, I'm stuffed here. But, yeah. But then I, I, I went through the, the tutorial of the dice game. And I'm like, by the end of it, I was like, I get this, and I've already got strategies worked out for this game. Hell yes, I love this. So oh, I love it that you can strategize and you can get your own play style. Yeah, rather than just random or whatever and, and stuff like that. So it's really, really cool. Um, yep. Also, there's also random other activities in the world. There's um, the little pieces of paper flying around and back. Those that played Black Flag would know it from the shanties. I hate yes. these things. They annoy the shit yes. out of me. I, every time I see one pop up, I'm like, oh, God, here we go again, folks. Um, yeah. You know, um, what else? We've got, like, um, the traditional line up the lines around some stones and things to make an image. Yes, and, and we got the cans. Yes, oh, the, the stacking of the stones. How did you go of the stacking of the stones, by the way? Yeah, I went really well. Well. Because I just... Um, it's just that once I did it, I went above, there's like an invisible disc mm. line that you have to um, pass. And I passed it and I walked away and nothing happened. And I was, I remember I was on stream at the time. And I thought, well, that didn't feel really good. And then I went back in and looked at it and like wobbled it around a bit. And then moved back and it was like, you finished it, skill points. I'm like, that's better. Okay, that yeah. feels better. Um, there's these. They are finicky. Yeah. There's this other cool one with these door, like you have these mushrooms, you get like into this trance, and then there's all I these, got a mushroom, yeah. Uh, you go in these doors, and you got to, and each one is different. That you got to figure out what the puzzle is to tell you the order of the doors to go into. I'm not going to say what they are, but they're all very different and they're very freaking cool. I'm just Dang. just working out the order of the doors to go into. Um, what else is there? I'm trying to think. Um, there are, there are, oh, there's, um, legendary hunts are back as well. So you go fight big, ferocious animals, which are, you know, fun fights. Yes. And I went back for that freaking deer. Yeah. And yeah. And there's a, there's right. a lot of other things that we won't go in because of spoilers and things. So we'll. Yeah. There's a, there's a lot in there without yes. forcing it. Like it's not bloat. Mm -hmm. And there's even things that you, if you don't enjoy it, it's totally missable. Like. Yes, but the, like, there there are some very hard fights in this too. Even when you're the same power level as the enemy, there are some yes. damn hard fights, folks. So don't just think it's just arcade fighting the whole way. There is legit strat, like um, Dark Souls light, but not super light, but like, you know, it's at that, almost at that Dark Souls level on a couple of yeah. the fights. So you're like, oof, yep. wow. Okay, this is going to test me. So yeah, um, but in saying all that, I think that, about covers everything at the moment about hidden spoilers and and all that sort of fun stuff yeah i think so like and we covered a lot and just knowing that there's a lot more i think is really exciting for anyone who's interested in jumping into this game mm -hmm. yeah i i look i recommend this for for people that like assassin's creed or just want a nice fun big open world game um as yep. well i think it suits both yes very tweakable like i said in that in that difficulty thing, you can do something, you can really cater it for what you feel like. So that's why this game I feel is so recommendable to kind of anyone who likes any kind of open world. Like I like the thing where you can make the fights as challenging as you want, but then you can make exploration easy by saying, show me everything on the map, you know, instead of, or you can make the fights easy, 
because say you want to just explore, you can make the fights really easy. And then you can say like, don't show me anything and make it so that I have to speak to people and talk to the locals and they have to give me directions and I have to discover things on my own on the map. Like really tweakable. It's not just easy, medium, hard. You can like really get in there and make it your game. Yeah. I think that's so cool. Fantastic. Um, before this, we wrap this up, anything else you'd like to add or you think you've uh, said your piece? I've said my piece and I'm ready to go play. Yes, so I'm, I'm ready to jump back in, folks. That's um, how good it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so that was our mini review of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Remember, we're here each night at the moment doing next-gen talks and all that sort of stuff. Thank you, Carl, for joining me again. Thanks for chatting. Thank you for having me. And again, this has been Game Train.